Not terrible. Hello and welcome everyone to the Socially Intoxicated Awareness Podcast, episode Hello. 12, uh, bringing you a non-Super Bowl, Super Bowl special. Well, you know, it's the Super Bowl, and that's where the bowl is really super. And quite honestly, from a born and raised European perspective, uh, this is, I don't care. In terms, time- of, in terms of me continuing my streak of eating some form of fast food on the show, I do have KFC wings next to me as we are doing Super Bowl. So <laughs> just wanted to add that. I didn't even know we were doing Super Bowl. The one time I cared about the Super Bowl <laughs> was when they when they were maybe going to do the SpongeBob tribute because Stephen Hillenburg died. And then they they changed it to Travis Scott. And I was really mad. It's the only reason I watched the Super Bowl. A, we watched that Super Bowl together. And you were awake in the second half. You did not go to bed after the halftime show. You did not. I watched it with Jules. <laughs> Um, and Spongebob was featured in a minuscule way. Yeah. No, it's true. Spongebob did show up. They did have the intro, and then instead of playing Sweet Victory, they played, um, I believe it was Sicko Mode. Which was pretty sick. Mode. So that speaks about popular music today, um, or in the recent times. However, we have a really awesome guest today, um, and we'll let them introduce themselves. But uh, they are a music or a band, an act from uh, Ontario, Canada. And we just by chance got to know each other over uh, social media, which goes to show how cool nowadays is because yeah. we're about to have a interview with a band we've never met, but based off the songs they have on Spotify and um, some other songs we're gonna talk about later, a really cool band, which I would immediately pay money to see live. Yeah, Dude, immediately. Honestly- Honestly, listening into their into the kind of disco- discography they have is super super cool. Like what yeah. a, what a great sound. I mean, we'll we'll get into it in a minute when we uh... fanboy all over them. Yeah. Also, I had not realized they were. Um... Uh... No, uh, we'll we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll talk about it in a minute. It's fine. Yeah, let's not use the five minutes before they come on to like spoil everything yeah, exactly. cool about so uh, do you know how this is going to be for them because they're calling it from from canada right so what what's the time there now it's six hours earlier so it's lunchtime so hopefully they're good and ready to drink um <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not like i always drink like but uh, hey no it's i think it's going to be a really good time and um i just know it's lunchtime there and they were cool to join come on they are fully aware that we like to be intoxicated while being aware Mm-hmm. So I think this will go good. Also, shout out to all our Apple users who are uh, still trying to listen to our stuff on Spotify, even though they hate Spotify and prefer Apple. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Shout out. Um, it's the hardest podcast li- site to get listed at because they take forever to actually review your podcast and see if you're, you know, I don't know, a neo-Nazi of sorts or something along those lines. Do we get an explicit tag? We did a parental advisory. Nice. <laughs> it looks really good too. So yeah, let's make full use of this fucking thing. Oh, there's a that's a good song. It's um, what is it called? Fuck this thing. It's a song uh, where they sing all about how um the word fuck can be uh can be thrown into conversation. I'll I'll send it to you after the after the show after the show. It's pretty fun. Okay. Also, dear listener, I'm sorry if I'm stumbling over words a bit. I'm deadly hungover. Um, so I'm having a glass of wine from a mason jar right now to sort of ease myself into into tonight. I would figure a beer would do the trick better. I don't have any beer. 
wine is the next best thing. Exactly. And, and after yeah. wine, it's a raw egg. God, man, I got to tell you this. Um, so I was meeting, obviously, we can't really meet a lot of people. Oh, God, Gesundheit. He's coughing. Um, obviously, we can't meet people. So uh, last night, I went and I met one friend. And we had a couple of beers, but we have curfew here in the Netherlands at nine. So uh, we met quite early. I think we met around three and just had a bit of day drinking going on and just caught up, had a good time. Um, but obviously I had to leave uh, quite early, right? So um, <laughs> on my way back, I walked past the supermarket. I never walked by. My, my bike broke, so I had to walk. And I walk in thinking, all right, I'll grab a snack from the way. I didn't have any dinner, so it'll be fine. And I walk past and I see this cake look at me. And at like 8.30 in the evening, half an hour before I have to go home, it's before I have to be home, it's storming, it's snowing, it's raining all at the same time. It's disgusting whether I'm pissed drunk and I buy a 10 euro cake and all the time, proceed to carry it all the way through the rain to my house and fall asleep eating it. And then I wake up this morning, obviously completely hungover and out of it. And the first thing I see and smell is this chocolate cake I had like eaten a quarter of so that's that's been all my meals today i've just been trying to get that cake gone because otherwise at least you didn't wake up with your face in it yeah true very true that reminds me of a story uh tristan one of our best friends back in the day uh he um we were we were here in in bonn and we were drinking at a friend's place uh in in his garden house and uh we had a few too many and on the way home because we only live 15 minute walk away from each other tristan stayed at my place uh, we took a couple signs of a couple, well, a couple street signs, a couple, um, essentially half a whole uh, Bostetter. Can't think a of construction the site. Yeah, essentially half a construction site in terms of lights and signs. So the next morning, because of course we were hungry right before we went to bed, we wake up and we don't wake up because it's light outside or someone walked in or there was a loud noise. No, we woke up because it felt like a disco in our room <laughs> because all these flashing lights were going around. And I look over and I just see Tristan passed out with his face in a pizza that only two slices are missing. <laughs> And like the whole 20 minutes before go, getting home, he was raving about the pizza. So that, I thought that was a, reminds me of that. Um, me too, man. T- talking about hangovers. I had my first proper, proper hangover yesterday for this, for 2021, mm-hmm. which tells me two things. I'm not too old to get drunk yet. And two, I have enough willpower to not get super, to control my alcohol a little bit. Yeah, there you I go. tried this year, so. And hey, you you went all the way through a sober January, right? With the exception of, of our podcast days, so. Yeah, yeah, and two other days, but well, <laughs> I think it's a good start. It's, it's you, you know, it's you made it through with the exception of not making it through. With the exception of exceptions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. not how it works, but it's pretty good. Oh, oh man. man. Dude, uh, it's crazy. Um I've, I've got really interesting news, um, but I'm not, no, it's, uh, I'm not, no, I shouldn't share them yet, just because they're unconfirmed. It's fine. Sorry. Oh, okay. Never mind me. I know Never what it me. is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Congratulations. I'm well, really well, happy for you. I can't wait to come and uh, Well, no, no, no. Nothing's confirmed. Experience nothing's that confirmed. together. Absolutely nothing's confirmed yet. Um, absolutely nothing. I just got a, yeah, I had a very, a few very cool email conversations uh, regarding Japan. So it'd be very cool. Do the viewership know about uh, Japan? Uh, we've talked about it with Clear. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. no, I, I contacted a bunch of the labs in Japan. And uh, I've got a few sounding very, very interested, very cool. 
Um, obviously, I have to send in my official application before the fifteenth. Um, the the good the really cool news, and I don't I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it or promise anything to myself or anyone else. Here we go. It's on but, record now. Well, one of them was was like, hey, it would depend a bit on whether you'd be willing to do a PhD here afterwards. So, oh cool. And uh, I talked to our coordinator here, who was like, yeah, we'd be really willing in investing in a like share PhD between the Netherlands and Australia and uh, Japan. So, uh, damn. Maybe, maybe, maybe. What's well, also very cool. really fascinating in terms of you being able to go to Japan uh, soon. Japan, in terms of the culture and the way they deal with national catastrophes, etc., um, are very collective usually and organized in comparison to the panicked West. <laughs> uh, so Japan is pretty up and running again, as usual. Like yep. pretty much the economy is pretty much back and uh, people are doing day-to-day things again. And masks have always been a bit more frequent in Japan, not as frequent as in uh, China, but um, just the way that people react and somehow still trust their government. But it, it seems to be going back to normal there quickly. So you can yep. probably even in Japan have a better life than here for that for the meantime. I'm not complaining. I've got a good life. There. Just, uh, well, I guess in Japan, I'd have to walk home and buy cake slightly later than here. So, uh, well, also, I'll depending manage. on which city you're in, the even in Tokyo, the transport stops after 12. Ah, uh, fair. So, yeah, that, that's similar later. to London, right? And I survived that. So, it's all right. Survived London. I'm happy yeah. that you survived London. <laughs> well, you know, the year, it, it was survival. Survival oh, of man. the uh, fittest, I guess. It was a great year. <laughs> It was a very, very good year. Like work was great. The place was great. Being in the UK was great. Absolutely. Fun stuff. Absolutely. So uh, apart from your hangover and your night out with one person yesterday before the stores closed, what is your highlight of the last week? What I assume is... probably the PhD thing you've just told me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely up there. Um, that's definitely up there. Um, I had a really, really good... Well, I... I mean, it's, it's not been like a huge week, right? It's just been doing some administrative stuff, doing my regular studies. Um, I'm probably going to be doing another um, project, like an actual lab project at uni, which will be a lot of fun on um, lipidomics and proteomics uh, profiles of um, either diabetic tissue or um, Lewy body dementia-based tissue. The second of which would be a lot more interesting because I have, a, I have some previous experience there. So that'll be cool. I'll be learning some advanced techniques, um, doing some more data analysis. Um, that's uh, that's very cool. I had some very good meetings with um, just very lovely people. Um, so yeah, no, it's been a it's been a fun week. Um, it's been one of those weird weeks where most of the things I attempted worked out, which is um, you know very positive. But for someone who's very critical like me, um, also slightly concerning. You know, you don't you don't I don't expect everything to work out. I expect to have to come up with a bunch of things on the fly and. Uh, uh, yeah, I was very surprised. Sounds like a good week, though. Nothing. Yeah, what about you? What about you? Um, nothing stood out particularly. Um, end of the month is usually pretty busy at work, so I had a long, long hours. But um, overall, I can't complain. I've really, I'm kind of getting into the work routine. Um, yeah. And I have to say more and more that I'm really liking going to the office once every two weeks right mm-hmm. now. Like it's an or once a week ideally would be would be the best because you can stay in connection with the company a little bit like more tangible um but actually doing home office i'm starting to appreciate it more and more to be honest and getting used to it and also getting used to um how often did you go 
on a walk with someone before Corona. No one ever did that. No. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the bar. Let's do this. I've totally accepted now that that's not going to be back. Yeah. And I'm okay with it because there's so much other cool stuff to do. Dude, going going on walks is such a standard. Like it's like yeah. it's the it's the only place we can meet. It's the only place that can be safe. You know, I've I've seen so much more of Maastricht, which I'd never seen in the same light, essentially, because I'd only ever walk by there drunk or something. Yeah, after yeah, a party yeah. night or something. You know, I get that. It's, it's very nice. I really appreciate going for walks these days. It depends on the weather, to be honest. Yeah, of course. It always depends on the weather, but it's it's very favorable. Um, I sent you the Fuck This Song. It's called uh, Fuck This Song, My oh, Shepherd, what... The Dark Lord. It seems pretty fun. It's a, it's very fun. So as we're only a minute away or so from our guests joining us, we might as well mention their name. Yep. At Cigar Club. Check them out on all socials. We will post their website and uh, their Instagram page, to say the very least. Um, yeah, and we're going to meet them very soon. But yep. Club Cigar is the name drop that should henceforth excite you honestly um I, I was kind of skeptical you know because you mentioned like oh yeah they were contacting us and uh, then you sent me their uh like their first album or their first um where they published stuff and honestly they're they're so good i was so amazed i was so blown away because you described them as a bit bluesy and i'm like oh, okay i'm not too keen on blues and then i listened to them and i was just like this is fantastic this is rocky this has soul you know this is authentic um no, I, I read through their website and how they were like since 2016, we're looking for um, for drummers. It's they, they have such a great sound. Perfect timing because we have one of them in the waiting room. Hey, look at him! And here we go. This will be an interesting roller coaster. Oh, perfect! Oh, it's all three. In one stream. <laughs> awesome. Hello. Let's, let us know when you can hear us. I guess we can. Oh, can you hear us? Yeah, I think they should be able to. You're on mute, though, guys. Yes, we are. We're on there mute. we go. There you are. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we were just talking a, about you guys. Yeah, we were just talking about you. <laughs> the record is live. We are recording. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Um, it's an honor to have you on, uh, and we'd love you to introduce yourselves, if that's cool, as we do everything unscripted and unedited. Yeah, sure. Who wants to go first? Okay. <laughs> Uh, my name is Tyler Booth. I play drums for Cigar Club. Uh, I've been playing drums in this band for probably like three years now. Uh, I do music on the side. I actually, I'm an engineer. I got a degree in mechanical engineering. So this is just kind of something that I want to take over my career. But right now it's just kind of something I do on the side, which is fun. Um, I'm, <laughs> Keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I play guitar in the band. Cool. What was yeah. your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'd sing, um, you know, not sure yourself. Some songs. Well, you seem to have a good taste in music, but based on your T-shirt. Oh, thanks. I'll give you that. What about the poster, too? Come on. One of, I, I I love the album, but if you want to get into the, how about we do the introductions first, and then I'll I will definitely give you my Pink Floyd take. Okay. All right. Nice. All right. My name's Jeff. I play bass and I sing backups, and um, I've been in the band since day one. And um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I recognize your beard from every picture on your website, I have to say. Yeah, man. Oh, you know? oh, trademark, trademark. Hey. <laughs> okay, so this is your fourth. 
yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. For all the viewers who are just listening to this, like everybody, uh, mm -hmm. there was a fourth screen that got added now, and we will let Trev introduce himself, the last part of Cigar Club. Trevor, Trevor you're, <laughs> muted. you're muted. <laughs> there we go. Oh, have a now. Perfect. Yeah, now we can hear you. Hello, I'm Trevor. <laughs> Best Hello, introductions, Trevor. quick and simple. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much again for being on. Um, I was thinking about potentially thinking of some questions already, Toby. Uh, and you like thought of questions? Yeah, and I, like I structuring this. Yeah, because, I, because I wanted to start, um, as we have some really cool special guests on, I'd like to start and just focus on you guys a little bit and um how did you guys start as a band uh just kind of maybe your your background how are you friends from school i don't know something along those lines uh just give us a little bit enlightenment into your backstory and um if it's too much to ask also your inspirations along the way but we will i'm sure punch holes in you throughout <laughs> the throughout the story that's, that's a good question for you dan um I, uh, I was working for Jeffrey's uncle, uh, like right out of high school and he knew I was a musician. I was like, Oh, my nephew's a musician. You guys are a lot alike. Um, and <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, cause we are, and, uh, yeah, we jamming. We had, uh, actually contacted Tyler to see if he wanted to be in the band with us, but he was in another band. Tyler and I were friends when we met in high school. Yeah, around high like school. Yeah. End of high school, we crossed paths, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we he he set us up with our first drummer, Simon, jammed a bit, and then Jeff and I went to a, an open mic in uh, in the town we live in, Newmarket, Ontario. Don't come find us. <laughs> um, uh, and there was this beautiful boy singing Gravity by John Mayer um, <laughs> which is Trevor which is Trevor <laughs> okay connection made <laughs> we were pretty like captivated like I think within a couple seconds we were like damn that guy's got it like big time and uh, we all went out for a cigarette and uh, kind of like, you want to jam? You want to be in our band? Yada, yada. And uh, yeah, so it was the four of us, Simon, Jeff, Trev, and I, <laughs> covering some John Mayer. Um, a lot of that stuff. We were writing, uh, writing a couple songs here and there. I think we had like six songs at one point, which felt like fucking awesome. I remember that feeling. Um, and then I get that. I think Tyler came to our first show. I did, yeah. <laughs> ever. And then uh, Simon left. We had a good buddy, Tristan, fill in for him. Tristan left. And then uh, we reached out to Tyler again. And he was like, I'm in. And uh, full commitment. I think that was probably one of the best things that happened to us for our progression as a band. We really kicked us in the ass and we're units you know um 
Yeah. So all of the stuff on Spotify that you've released, it's been the four of you. It's been yeah. your lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny when Tyler joined, we had, uh, we had we had written like four new songs between the time when Tristan left or uh, Simon left and Tristan was playing. And it was funny because they never really were clicking right when we would play them. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we it was just like it would always feel like something was missing. And then the first day we jammed with Tyler, we like went through them. We all played them once, like the three of us, Dan, Jeff, and I. And then Tyler was like, "I got it," and we just played these songs, and it fucking clicked. And that was such a good feeling. I remember I, leaving that practice was the best feeling ever. Like, we Tyler and I were actually listening to that a couple weeks ago, that whole recording. It's, uh, it's so cool. Our, our first jam. Oh, yeah, we have, like, a recording. Dan has a recording on his <laughs> laptop of, like, the first jam we've ever had. And we listen to it. It's, like, an hour long. And you can hear <laughs> us, like, trying to figure out the structure and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, I should try crazy. this here. And it sounds so different compared to, like, what we actually recorded. Yeah. What do you prefer? I would say the recording for sure. <laughs> the recording is better. More easier to yeah. record, I guess. We have, cool. Um, awesome. Funny story to add on top of what Dan was saying. So when I saw these guys live the first time, I remember seeing them and, and thinking that they were like a really good local band, probably the best that I've ever seen, like in Newmarket where we live. And I thought that was really cool. And I ended up going to see their other show which was with their other drummer. And then I just remember being like, there's like, there's something going on here. Like, I don't know, it was like, it was a different, like it was a different vibe. Like the first vibe, it just seemed better. And then you guys played another show. It was the same venue and it was just like kind of different. I was like, I wish I could be in this band. Like I want to record some stuff. So I actually went to go message Dan. I was like, can you guys send me some demos? Cause I want to, try some things on the drums and like just before I was about to message him he literally sent me a message saying like hey do you want to join this band and I was like yeah, <laughs> just about to send you a message perfect yeah so it, it worked out um, you could say it was fate that's it was like yeah I guess yeah. it's fate or something yeah like there's, there's actually a couple <laughs> fateful encounters here you know quite oh, a few yeah. that's our band's based on fateful encounters <laughs> <laughs> So what's actually pretty crazy is uh, when we started uh, connecting at the very beginning, I didn't know where you guys were from until uh, I checked a bit more of your music out and your website. And a lot of our favorite bands in general, like Toby and I have been best friends for going on to eight years, I think now. Um, but most, like a lot of our favorite bands are from Ontario. So it's weird, my isn't it? personal, personal favorite is Billy Talent. No yeah, one's ever going to... Go above and then an up and coming band is the dirty nil which oh, you yeah. might know yeah. uh and then another third one for me that rounds out the top like three really good bands out of that area is Pup. Yeah, yeah. all three which, something that's actually interesting is that we recorded at the same studio um as the dirty nil for their master volume and album pop. and pop actually yeah. with the same engineer uh, his name's darren mcgill he's a really cool guy <laughs> no way oh, cool wow what? Wow, Master Volume is such a good record. That's too. that's the one we went like, to see, right? Oh. Or they they were playing about yes, was yes, it that tour? Or? Yes, you saw them. No, it wasn't the tour, but they went on. Germany is a huge fan base for Canadian yeah. bands. 
for some reason. Yeah, Billy Talent has their, their second biggest following in Germany. Same as the Dirty Mill. It's a, so maybe there's a market here for you guys. I don't know. Yeah, but it, definitely it looks for me, so I'd be down. Yeah, I'd pay 30, 40 bucks for your ticket. That, that wouldn't be an issue. So speaking of your music, maybe we should dive into that kind of area. Um, uh, maybe we start with the EP that is on Spotify before we go to potential new uh, releases. Um, you have a five, I think five song uh, EP out on Spotify plus one live song. And uh, for me, I listened to that EP and what I thought I love, what, what I love about your music, what directly resonated with me was hearing the blues element that you frequently hear in the 70s, but at the same time hearing a grunge structure kind of over it, if you get what I mean, where the voice is not as centered but like the musical arrangements are really important too. So those were two things that just stood out to me in all your songs where I was like, man, that's that's something new and really cool actually. And it works because your guitar solos are still intense and they go over everything, which goes away from grunge. So <laughs> that's kind of why I uh, really dig, digged, dug, liked your stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Thank man. you. Thank you. Very crazy to hear. Um, somebody analyze uh, our music, you know? So that wasn't the intent at all then, I assume. I, I mean, it kind of just came together. Like all of us have different influences, right? Like I know Dan is very bluesy into the blues guitar guys. Like Trevor's also kind of the same. Jeff's kind of like funky, but also in the blues, like soul stuff. Where like I feel like I'm more into the grungy heavier stuff, and then and so like the combination of those things came together. So it's like heavy, but also keeping this like soulful bluesy kind of style, and it like merged together to make the sound. It, it comes together really well, like yeah, good sound. And um, Scott is very good at sort of the the music theory behind yeah. it all. I'm not. Uh, what I can say is that um, the songs I listen to really resonated with me so um depending on the kind of mood i was in you know i i personally i really enjoyed miss jane i thought that was that was really really good it really resonated kind of the the sort of like sorrowful um like outlook into the future i i, I don't know i'm not as good as putting it into words but it really you know it made me feel things and uh, that's very very good you know that's what i want from from music and really got to commend you on that thank you I think you're focusing more on a content lyric basis, and I was just going for the the musical arrangement. I mean, so you also just straight up know a lot more about this. No, than I do. not really. I collect records, and that's about all. I just like to read the backs of the records when I when I listen to them. So uh, for me, when I discovered music, I went 2000s, kind of off Billy Talent, Lincoln Park, and then I just worked myself a decade at a time till I stopped in the 60s, and then it was like, yeah, okay, that's about. That's enough. Um, I don't have much knowledge or professional anything, um, but yes, you do. yeah, your guys is good. It rocks. That's about all that matters, really. So, um, pardon me. I said that's awesome. Thank you. Um, cool. So, what are you guys drinking? Oh, Molson Canadian, Molson baby. Canadian. Classic, classic. Finally, this actually does something. This feature, Toby. Hey man, where the drinks are actually you know, international. Now we finally have like proper international guests, you know. Yeah, you have our Canadian drinks here. So what what kind of beer is that, or what kind of drink is that? It's a lager. A lager. 
It's okay. the run of the mill, you know, made in Ontario. Yeah. It's, uh, the premium the, stuff. The local pride. <laughs> it's this the closest, is a go-to. It's this the closest go-to. thing to American Pittsburgh. You know, it's yeah. basically no. the Canadian version of Budweiser. Yeah. It's actually the sponsored beer of the NHL. National Hockey League. Huh. Really? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is it? All it right. is. Yeah. It doesn't say on there. Michelob Ultra. Ooh. Oh yeah, okay. Now that sounds like the kind of beer you buy in a in a that's dollar store. Shit beer. In a dollar <laughs> store when you want to get fucked. Yeah, that's that's what it is. What's great is Guinness, right? Pardon me. You guys drink Guinness? Oh yeah, I love. Uh, he is. I'm yeah. drinking a bottle of red wine I found in a mason jar <laughs> <laughs> because I'm hungover and couldn't be bothered to go to the shop. <laughs> And I was hungover yesterday, so I have Guinness left, which is nice. So, yeah. No, Guinness isn't really a beer, but it's uh, it's home. Although it's in Ireland. Um, yeah. I don't know. We've always had, we've, we've, our friendship is based on Guinness. I don't think we'd be friends without the booze. You know, the kind of people who go like, oh, hey, I like beer. And that's like 80% of our personality. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's us. <laughs> we don't have much more substance. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's that and occasionally music. But hey, it's enough to run a podcast, so I guess. Yeah, until now, yeah, we'll <laughs> see how now, it goes. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh man! Um, awesome. But I, I had a question actually, um, because I read on your website that um, you met Ian from Billy Talent, right, and that uh, he yeah. approached you to play for him or to uh, to open for him. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about that, how that was, because you know, obviously from the same region, and was that like a big step? How did that make you feel? Yeah. So uh, what that was was there is a music festival in toronto it's called uh uh north by northeast, north by northeast. and uh oh no oh trevor you take over quick <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's a festival called northwest northwest east and i've i've north. seen billy town be in the lineup yeah north north by northeast north by northeast so he had like a curated event where he was inviting like five bands to play a show and we were playing this venue called Bovine Sex Club <laughs> in Toronto. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, yeah, we were playing a bunch of shows there. And we had a show scheduled on like a Sunday or Friday. I can't remember exactly what it was. But then the promoter messaged us and he said, hey, um, Ian DeSaw from Billy Town is putting on a show. Do you guys want to play and we're like uh yeah for sure (laughs) so we sent our music to him and uh yeah they got back to us and he was yeah you guys are on the show like holy fuck okay this is cool and we went to the venue and i actually remember that show it was was kind of wake up call to us because we showed up to the venue there was like four or five other bands playing and everybody showed up in like like tour bands and had road cases and stuff. And we all showed up in our like shitty cars. Yeah. <laughs> and like have like just cases and like no cases for our stuff. Like, carrying your own stuff. So weird. Like Jeff's just, just carrying his bass. <laughs> yeah, no, no case. I had all. no case for my bass guitar. I was literally just carrying. Even honestly, that that's how it's, you know, pretty endearing though. Honestly, that's every uh, autobiography of any rock star I've ever read. That's how they show up to their first shows. It's always, oh yeah, we hitchhiked somehow with a 
airplane across the country to <laughs> randomly play some shithole and we are amazing. It sounds perfect. And then, yeah. I mean, it's Ian Zaw, right? He's like not just a great guitarist, but also a really good producer. And like in the studio, he's, I think he produced the last three or four Billy Talent albums. And a super nice guy at that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We've actually had the luck of meeting him because on my first day in college, uh, like she's now my best friend. Um, I met her and her family's really good friends with the Billy Town's German tour manager. So I've had the chance to uh, see them live a couple of times and also have a beer or so backstage with them. And they're, I mean, they're all so nice. The most time I've spent is with Aaron and uh, John. So the, the original Even drummer. Is our degree of separation. <laughs> Pardon me? Ian DeSaw is our degree of separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you're associated with him, boom. It's great. That's right. Awesome. So what would you say, moving on to your new music, maybe, um, you have, you send us two singles and you said you have an album coming up. I think I would just hand it over to you to kind of make the announcement or to uh, sell it however you wish before I spin it wrong. Who wants to do? You, you. You want me to do that, That's all you, you okay, know the yeah. most about it, so. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, we do have singles coming out um, on the 20th of February. So I sent those songs to you guys so you check them out. And uh, we have an album coming out, I think it's gonna be in May. And that's gonna be our first full length album. And uh, yeah, like compared to the EP, we really, like when we made the EP, we kind of looked back on it and thought there was a lot of things that we wish we would have done. And for this album, we kind of just went full on, like we're gonna do everything that we want, like in our heads, like we have to make it exactly what we think it's gonna be and exactly what we envision. And uh, yeah, we did that. And now we're really psyched and it's, it's coming out soon. And he's frozen. <laughs> um, Trev, do you have anything to add? Oh, there we go. Oh, they're frozen again. They're frozen again. Trev, <laughs> over to you. Sorry, we, we, we just froze a bit. Yeah, you yeah, were, you, yeah were. you did. You did. Okay, anyway, you did a lot of things on this new album that you feel like you weren't able to do or, or missed on the new album. You're really excited about it. Uh, where did you record it? Are you uh, signed by a, comp a recording company yet? Or uh, is this just your home basement thing? Indie baby. Yeah, we're an independent band, so we're not signed on any label right now. But uh, we recorded at Union Sound Studio in Toronto. So it's a pretty renowned studio in Toronto. Uh, we kind of chose it because the Dirty Nil recorded there. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was like kind of one of the reasons why we went there. And uh, so we kind of found out who they worked with and what studio they recorded at. And we reached out to some of the engineers there. And we had a tour of like a few studios. And that was the one that we chose. And uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. We did most of it in four days, I think. We had four days there, so... When the budget still matters. Wait, you, you recorded an album in four days? <laughs> four days, like, that's, that's it. Like, we can't spend any more. <laughs> I get it. Recording, so like, where you need, where you get a halfway decent quality, too. It's, you're going to, you're going to pay a lot. But history has shown that you don't need more than a week to make a 
legendary piece of art. So very true. Yeah, that's for sure. Interesting. And one one of the interesting things, because we were listening to the songs and we were just talking about it before you guys came on, how immediately with the two songs you sent us, um, they <laughs> they polarized Scott and myself because uh, I said, hey, I really enjoyed Swimming in Gold. And he immediately went, what? Dude, Aliens is the better song. And I was like, no, it's Swimming in Gold. So very immediately, you know, it had us going, <laughs> like arguing about which one is better. Well, they're both fantastic. Uh, yeah, let me yeah. put it that way. But that's We both started with saying they're both really good, but I would choose Aliens until we would say Swimming, which... Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're both really good tracks and they continue that vibe really well. They seem a bit more polished, but in a good way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I guess you guys can kind of tell too, like I was saying, it's it's kind of more aggressive. Like those two oh. songs we sent you compared to the EP are a lot more in your face. I like right. that though, because it's it's a bit like fresher. It's um, The licks are even, I'm a guy who really zones in on guitar when I listen. Uh, so like the the riffs and the licks are really important to me and they were great on the ep but they seem even more authentic it might not might be the wrong word we had this whole discussion on a previous podcast we were saying what is art is art always authentic so let's not go down that rabbit hole but i call it authentic your guitar work is really good on these uh two new songs like period period of course the other instruments are also amazing (laughs) (laughs) thank you um awesome awesome uh we like to put our guests on the spot as we're unscripted and unedited we always want to basically throw our uh guests under the bus and kind of ask them do you have anything on your mind do you want to talk about anything uh is there anything you want to bring up where did you guys land on the it's art always authentic yeah. <laughs> that's a <laughs> see immediately we're now See, Scott, if you introduce it like that, then they throw us under the bus. Well, no, I got <laughs> drunk that episode, so I don't remember. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I, I think we ended on like kind of a, on a very subjective note because it was with uh, Branimir, right? And we were talking about... No, with Anya, man. It was like our third or fourth episode. But we also talked with Branimir about it. Oh, see, this is how common the... <laughs> Well, we have yeah. what is we have episode four, which is what is art. And then we have the one with Brani where we also talk about like what makes you like music. Yeah, but we talked a lot about more like influences then, I think. I don't know. Um, something that I would, would or that I'm curious about is um, how do you guys tour outside of Canada? Hey, let's at least give them an answer. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Damn it, Toby. <laughs> art is, if you think it's authentic, it's art. Like if the creator thinks it's art, it's art. I think that's kind of what we landed on. Well, we also landed on like the dichotomy of it, right? So um, there's always two parts of it. There's the the creator and the perceiver. And uh, they might have very different op- opinions of, of what the art means, but then the authenticity in my mind comes from um, whether you can speak for what you've created for the sakes of its creation, right? Um, and I, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's weird to put it into words now. I'm not um, high right now, so that's the issue. <laughs> oh, we're failing so bad at this. The first question. Yeah, how are we doing at our interview? By the way, if you want to grade us, right in between. I'm, I'm pretty high too, so. Okay, great. Perfect. I mean, it is legal in Canada. Man, I miss that. 
Um, uh, so, it was your decision to move out of Holland. So maybe we should take this point halfway through the interview to introduce us properly, Toby. Maybe what? that might be a good thing to do next. Uh, I'm half American and half German, and then I was raised in Germany, and that's where I met Toby. Um, but my dad's from Northern California, so uh, basically on the border to Oregon. So it seems more Canadian there than it does American almost in terms of people being nice and liberal and we being recreational. Um, so I wish weed was free here in the streets because I studied in the Netherlands for four years and that's where Toby and I lived together. Uh, we were roommates for a while and that's a lot of fun, man. Like coffee shops and uh, the whole culture basically changes around, um, I don't know, not drinking till you die, but you know, choosing a different way. So I have no idea what my question was. Monologue is over though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Toby. Uh, I'm I'm German by heritage and uh, being raised, but I have some uh, some of my family moved away to Cardiff in Wales quite quickly, and then uh, yeah, from there on out, not not super much to say like internationally. Um, spent some time there. Uh, lived in London for a year, and now in Maastricht in the Netherlands, which is a fun little place, which is oh, empty and there's if, nothing to do right now. Honestly, if you ever need a European tour, like you should contact us. There's so many shithole clubs you can play <laughs> in the Netherlands and like Germany. It'd be amazing. It'd be great uh, fun. Oh, come on, set us up. Yeah, Dude, for sure. Live. I mean, look, look, I think that was where you were going with the previous question, Scott, if, if they tour Europe, Maybe. right? Uh, you, you have experience with this. You set stuff up in Prague, you know, that might be something. I have actually a friend of mine who we had on uh, what two episodes ago, I guess. Two episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, talking music with Brandimir. Uh He's a friend of mine, and I actually he's an independent musician as well, um, more of a man in his guitar kind of thing. And uh, I set up some. Basically, he just came to Prague because I set up a, a gig at a at a, a pub for him, like two or three in one week. And he ended up coming, and he ended up staying for two weeks and playing, I think, ten shows in like two or three bars around. And it just turned into this crazy party week, which was a lot of fun. And it's very possible here in Europe to do this with, or at least in the Netherlands, Germany and Prague to do that uh, around there. So if you guys are ever around, uh, let us know. We'll be the, we'll try to be as hospitable as possible. Listen, I'll show you this, I'll show you this, right? So there is a mattress right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I have another mattress there. And then there's another mattress down there. So if you, if you ever need a place to sleep, yeah, I got you. You can almost, only two of you need to share a mattress. I also have two mattresses, so you can also crash at my place. Or we can share one bed. You know? Oh, that works. One big yeah. bed. <laughs> I think one day we'll probably end up going there. I mean, that's the dream, right? We have... Oh, oh no! <laughs> so close. You have what? We didn't hear the last part. Oh, we have to tour in Germany. We have oh, you should. I'm telling you, it's a Canadian like stronghold. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a market for it, and there's a lot of people that. I mean, just a few people I've sent your stuff to. They've everybody seems to have received it well. And I was I talking about you guys in the car today, and. You know, you've you've got at least two fans in my friend group, so. Well, here you go. That's, that's, all. <laughs> that's the rate at which we view our podcast viewership. It's like it's gone up from like 15 average viewers to 25. And we get very excited about that kind of thing around here. Yeah. But 
Wait, can I can I ask you guys something? Because you know, like getting musicians on like this, it's how does it feel? Because I'm I'm looking at your Spotify stuff right now, and it's like seven and a half. How does it feel to have to know like like what at the high end, probably like a ten thousand people listen to the to the stuff you create? Is that like do you think about that? Is like what does that make you the feel? Magnitude. I never really thought about that. Really, <laughs> yeah. I I have thought about that. Uh, it's really cool. Um, I, I I almost can't believe it. Like, uh, but I know the way I listen to music and digest music uh, very personal. And uh, if that feeling can radiate through somebody I've never met, you know, maybe we'll never meet, then it feels really good. Um, a lot of the time, <laughs> we went to the studio would spend like an hour smoking bongs before we go in and we didn't we didn't expect anybody to listen to it we we're just making it because we wrote these songs and we have to record them because we believe in them and we love them yeah right? but uh the fact that somebody else can find three minutes of joy out of the song great you know well music brings people together do it right yeah for sure we want people to uh, like-minded people to listen to the music we make yeah <laughs> i mean you've definitely done that honestly um like when I, as i was saying earlier right miss jane kind of look speaking of the artist and the perceiver right probably very different intentions behind it but you know i listened to it and i i you know it, it made me feel something it made me connect and i'd never met you guys but yet all the same it sort of you know it was a very yeah it was very connecting in a way so thank you well, and also your, your type of music definitely influenced the way I ended up like communicating. I think it was mainly with Trevor, um, with Tyler. Sorry, confused. My bad. I, initially, when I replied to your email, I'm going to just say that I, I wrote Trevor and then I was like, oh, shit. And I checked, I scrolled down and it was Tyler. And I was like, oh, no, that would be a terrible impression. You're probably yeah, we, never going to come we on. Were surprised luckily, you, we were luckily, surprised you still want to come on after that <laughs> obvious blunder, you know? All of us being, you know, very socially, uh, aware. yeah, aware and, uh, and important people. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. So uh, maybe to zoom in on, you said inspiration. Everybody's very bluesy. Well, if if um, you were each to name your top artist or your most, yeah, number one, I guess one is easier than three. You could you repeat that? We we lost connection. Yeah. Um, Favorite artist for each of you? Wow. How many do you... Uh, how many and I figure one is easier than top three because when there's three spots, it's easy. I don't know. Do whatever you feel like. Also, by the way, guys, absolutely fine to name yourselves. Yes. You know, you want totally to put yourselves okay. on number one. Perfectly acceptable. No one will think worse of you. Travis Coughlin's my number one. We're not, we're on, <laughs> not even on my going to name each other? That's a good idea. <laughs> and each of them has three to name. Yeah, go, go first. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be like really, I guess, like left field, but um, I'd say my favorite band of like all time is Pantera. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. Band. Yeah. I mean, like, like those are my roots, man. Like I love Dimebag Daryl's guitar work and like Vinnie Paul and the drums, like Phil Anselmo on the drum or on, on singing and, and Rex Brown, like those guys. They just have 
happy. And it's just like what I strive to, to show and through the drums is just, just a lot of energy. And I love those guys. So I'm assuming you're talking about Pantera post Cowboys from Hell, not pre where they were like all about di like disco hair metal kind of group. It's so funny. Most people don't know that about Pantera, that they used to be like... <laughs> on Spotify. They don't have any well, album for <laughs> Cowboys from Hell. It's like, just that just didn't exist. What was it? Like Glam Terra? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was glam metal, man. It's, you should just look up the pictures. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Hey, um, we, we had some pretty questionable uh, <laughs> first few songs. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't have like three albums worth of <laughs> you, you didn't dedicate your whole lives to making a terrible mistake. So, <laughs> um, cool, Pantera. Yeah, I, Pantera is awesome. Cemetery Gates is such a cool, the ending of that song is almost the coolest part where he kind of competes with the guitar. It does the falsetto. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know, I love that part. Um, but Cemetery Gates is obviously the one that most people would probably know by Pantera. I would assume. So, okay. Awesome. That's a cool best of. Too bad they weren't around for longer. Yeah, I wish. I wish, but whatever. It's well, I gotta say, you, you I mean, your bassist definitely has some uh, some Dimeback Daryl in him, for sure. <laughs> in terms of the beard and the looks, I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm just gonna throw mine in there so we get some alter alterating things. So for me, it's probably Black Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, I love all of the 70s and I love Billy Talent and depending on the mood I'm in. And Billy Talent's amazing, but Black Sabbath is, I mean, even their 13, their last studio album was really good. Like I actually enjoyed it thoroughly and um, there's a lot of Aussie stuff that's cool too. Is that uh, the one that has God is Dead on it? Pardon me? Is that the one that has God is Dead? Yes. It's a good song. Um, we we have a War Pigs cover on YouTube. Oh, really? EP release show, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to play. Okay, that's a link to share. I would enjoy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good album too. You find it? No. Um. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll say my influences. I, I don't know. Um, definitely. If I can just name three like that really uh, have radiated with me and stuck with me from the beginning, definitely Guns N' Roses, um, Floyd, and Led Zeppelin. Those they're all timeless for me, and uh, really the reason I fell in love with rock music. Um, Great bands. But my my influences and and favorites and they change by the day, you know. I get that. Like there, there was a time, there was like a two-year span where all I listened to was John Mayer, right? So wow, quite the <laughs> the range. A few of us have been there, but yeah, um, yeah influence is ever, ever growing. Try to see. I mean, I think it's important, right? If you kind of evolve and you you change, like a big band in recent times that's been criticized for changing and adapting has been Bring Me the Horizon, and they're very metal. And I love that metal side of them, uh, especially the album Sempaternal. But then they got very electronic and people, I don't know, I, people shitted on it, although they were the most successful ever.
but I hated that shit. And their latest album is back to the good old stuff. So it's like, it's it's nicer, but you, you can't really hate on someone for for continuously adding new influences and transitioning that into their music. So they're um, just trying to be authentic to themselves, you know. It's what it is. Do what what is art, man? What is art? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, were they were they staying authentic? Were they becoming less authentic? Can we really ever answer this? Probably not. That's a philosophical question. <laughs> God, I hate fools. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Well, seeing how well we remembered our fourth episode about this, I guess, uh, I guess that's enough of an answer. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, are you guys going to watch the Super Bowl tonight? Yes, we are. You're big football fans. Wait, but for you guys, it wouldn't be tonight, right? It'd be during the day. I don't, I don't it's uh, six thirty our time. There's a Super Bowl today. Yeah. <laughs> see, I didn't see Trevor. I didn't know either. I absolutely didn't know either, but apparently so. And in Europe, the Super Bowl starts at like two in the morning. No, something midnight, stupid midnight. like that. That's uh, it's a real crutch of uh, North American culture. Um, <laughs> oh, but like, do you guys know this? Who's who's actually going to perform at the halftime show? I have no idea. Oh, it's a weekend. It better be SpongeBob. Who? It better be SpongeBob. They did SpongeBob so dirty two years ago, you know? Great. Well, I guess that's a good pun. The weekend is performing right? on the weekend. He's Toronto boy. Yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. That's a huh. He played his first show like at the venue around the corner from here. He's just Scarborough too. What was that, Trevor? He played his first show at the Mod Club, which is like right around the corner from my house. Didn't the Mod Club shut down a couple weeks ago because of COVID? I I wouldn't be surprised with yeah, venues like, not being funded. Wait, are we doing? Are we still doing the influence thing? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm not sure if we are. Let's go. Well, let's just let's just hear the rest of the bands. Toby, yours is Royal Republic. Let's just mine. Mine is Royal Republic. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You want to go? Topic first? done. All right. Go for it. All right. So, like Tyler, I'm gonna go really left field with my first one. It's uh, City in Color. Have you heard of City in Color? No. Not Dallas Green. Have you heard of Alexis on Fire? Yes. Alexis okay. on Fire. So the guitar player, singer, like the guy who sings all like the melodic, like soft stuff. Um, he has a uh, like a solo thing where he basically, for the most part, he plays like uh, acoustic guitar. Now he has more of a band, but uh, that's probably my biggest influence. I know it's weird because I'm a bass player. Uh, like, it really has nothing to do with bass or anything, but um, just like musically, like it's like it just clicks like an emotional chord for me. So that's number one. And then bass-wise, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like Flea was like the uh, first bass player to like where I see him yeah. play. Like, man, I want to play bass. Like, <laughs> he made bass cool. He made bass so cool. The... He made it cool and like basically like me. Me basically there it is yeah sorry <laughs> like was basically me again me in my room uh listening to the red hot chili song and, like trying to learn them by ear like that's basically my i keep saying it <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing now that was that was my music lessons basically <laughs> <laughs> that's in my head it's in my head <laughs> <laughs> we got him 
Yeah. The so, seed has been planted. Before I say basically again, I'll just end it there. <laughs> Those are my two influences. Oh, that's good though. Two of my favorite record, or actually my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers record is um, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. I don't know which order those words are, but to me, even better than Californication. Uh, it's just every song is a banger on that. It's amazing. Amazing. I actually, Stadium Arcadium, man, like that that's, one. that was maybe my first Chili's record that I liked. And then I started getting into their older stuff and it was like, wow, like even, um, What's the one where it's like hotel, uh, mofo hotel, like, like one of the, oh, um, they're like first or second ever album. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, that one's crazy. Like, 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 uh, Freaky yeah, yeah. Like yes. Freaky like stuff like that. Like that stuff is awesome. Like, they're way different there too. Yeah. Just pure funk. Like, and an underrated album is one hot minute by them, in my opinion. But David Morrow played on that one, yeah. Or, um, what is it? Oh, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. David Morrow, that's the guy from Ink. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. show now. The tattoo show. Really? Oh, man. He's like the host of this tattoo show. What is it called? It's called like Ink, Ink Master. That's what it's called. Jason Navarro versus Chris Angel fight to the death. (laughs) That seems reality TV at its finest. Let's put a failed magician next to a guitarist and see what happens. He's not a magician, he's an illusionist. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Like spikes in Dave Navarro somehow, and that's it. Like he gets over. (laughs) Oh man. Okay, to uh, end the cycle of inspiration. We have one more entry missing, Trev. Um, yeah, my my like daily favorites change a lot, but the three big ones are uh, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, and Queens and Stone Age. But Josh Homme, he's like Josh Homme is one of my favorite musicians, artists, really? writers. Of, Josh yes, Hall. those three. Are you? Toby's going to ask about the Arctic Monkeys, probably. Oh, the Arctic Monkeys are like the. The secret black book hidden under the bed. I can't listen to them too often. I think monkeys are awesome. I love the. They're too good. I start like I find, I'll fucking start singing with an English accent. Like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Oh, oh, that was meant something I meant to ask. Anyways, um, how because I've heard people when they sing, they have to, they can, they can follow different accents. Is that something that's true? Is that something you guys do? I think if you're good, like having accents. Probably. You could probably <laughs> sing like Yeah, I don't want to. That would suck. That would bring us back to that art being authentic and yeah. wouldn't be. But although there's a song by the Arctic Monkeys where it's called uh When the Sun Goes Down and often or or um something with dance floor. It's such a long title. Yeah. But the way he says dance floor in the song, you have to go dance floor. No, he the says wall. dance floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, but you have to. to I bet make that it you run. would look good on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it's there you go. Band, like... Yeah. Well, the reason it's I bring him up is uh, when you said Josh Homme, sorry, when you said Josh Homme, you, uh, he produced, I think, their second or third album, I think, and he like did a lot of the music direction yeah. and stuff. And the album itself, I did not think was good. I think it's sort of the. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, well, if you look at Arctic Monkeys, they have some really good oh, yeah. albums. Um, and 
uh the the some what was the recent one Toby? oh the casino the hotel one and yeah. casino i don't know i did not like that one it seemed very whiny so that's like the very bottom and what was the josh homie one called those are like the humbug yeah it, they had it had a couple of good songs but i would put them that's cool sorry <laughs> sorry i'm very offended <laughs> but queens of the stone age awesome right yeah. awesome yeah love it but Sorry to interrupt, and I know I know we didn't give you that much chance to talk about this, Trevor. But I I literally I'll explode if I can't ask you this. Um, do you have a secret identity called Ryan Creamer? Because I've see since the moment you came on, I've I figured you look familiar, and I finally figured out why. Scott, if you allow me to screen share, I would love to share something right now. Do it, <laughs> of course. <laughs> It's, you might know this guy as the one, the guy who's on Pornhub doing the like the non-porn things. Like, oh, I pat, I pat my stepsister's head and put her to sleep. And <laughs> honestly, man, I, I saw your face, Trevor, and I was like, wait a minute, this can't be him, can? Oh my god! Put a, put a pair of knocks on this guy. Trevor in like twenty-five years. <laughs> His last name's Creamer. Yes. Oh <laughs> well, for a reason. <laughs> Ryan Creamer retires from porn. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, that's just too bad. He's probably going into music now. <laughs> I, I heard he. I heard he's part of the band now. <laughs> I play with toys to completion. Playing with little like, army. <laughs> wow. Probably making a lot of money. How many views do these videos get? Uh, 190,000 views. There was a thing here about getting 50k subscribers. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no offense, Trevor, but man, I, I've been trying to figure this out for like an hour now, and I'm like, finally, finally it hit me. Trevor, what have you been up to? <laughs> but this isn't you. It's not me. No. It's not you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We lost Tyler and Scott. <laughs> yeah, we did. Scott sent me a message that he he'll be right back. So he's either grabbing a beer or he's going to the toilet. Tyler just rocked a piss. <laughs> Fair. Oh, there he is. Food. I have to get breakfast. Come again? Oh, I just said I had to eat breakfast. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> there he is oh man yeah anyways sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you about your the inspiration of your you know artistic artistic talent (laughs) i just couldn't keep myself please tell us more oh i was was pretty much done oh you're pretty much done yeah fair enough how long have you guys been doing this uh podcast for uh you will be our 12th episode so four months no, three month, three month ish. Have you had bands on before? Um, not bands. We had Branimir, who's a, an independent artist by himself, and we had a couple of people who do who diff- who do different forms of art. Um, but we've been pretty varied depending uh, on the kind of guests we've had on. It's mostly been our sort of like you. You guys are our first like people we didn't know before. You know, first like you know like new people like proper stars. Let's call it. 
proper stars. Um, <laughs> you got the wrong guys here. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a fucking journey, right? It's been so much fun. We started this to just like have something of, of to record our friendship for like our kids one day or something, you know. Um, and it's sort of developed into something so beautiful. And like honestly, I'm so grateful for you guys to be on. It's it's so cool to meet. You're you're the first Canadians I meet, by the way. Um, oh, really? really? Yeah, hey, Larry. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Sorry. Do you actually say a boot? That's my way back into this conversation. Do you think I've ever seriously, like, meaningfully said a boot? Well, it depends how, ever. like, where you go. Even in Ontario, there's some guys, like, they're just yeah. out kids with their, like, oh, yeah. we're going out for a rip, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, I don't know, most part, the accent is pretty American, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, it's, I also just realized you guys aren't the first Canadians we meet because we met the Dirty Null and Billy Talent. But, so, yeah. Okay, fair no. enough. But <laughs> Oh, to complete that circle, the way we got to know Billy, uh, Dirty Null was they were the pre-band for Billy Talent. Oh, really? So Yeah, yeah. So they were actually... The pre-band, we, we went back to kind of say hi to the to Billy Talent, and then we ended up spending so much time with the Dirty Mill because, you know, they were a lot more available. They were not the VIPs of the tour, um, but such cool guys. Uh, I talked the most with Luke, I think, and then their drummer, I forget his name. I, I want to say, I, I don't know. Is it Ryan? Huh? No. Brian? I was going to say Neil or Luke. Uh, Neil or Liam or something like that. It would be Neil probably. Neil, yeah? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, cool guys. Cool guys. They seem pretty down to earth and relaxed uh, like you guys. So yeah, to add on to Toby, it's nice to to have you guys on. To randomly meet people on the podcast is really a new concept. I was so surprised when you were suddenly like, hey, this band added us. Like, let's see if they want to come on. It's great. Well, they pretended to follow us to actually be interested in us. So I don't like, let's not sell it for more. Oh, were you guys doing a follow for follow thing? I guess. Slightly. We can't, we can't discuss our tactics. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> your, your secret marketing strategies that no one has ever thought of. Yeah. Can't come, can't discuss them to a market competitor. <laughs> of course. The CIA, so we got some pretty good, um, yeah, it's classified information. Yeah, we got some pretty G14 classified. The, the Canadian Intelligence Agency, of course, the CIA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Hey, but honestly, you guys came on and you're a lot of fun to talk to. So I'm, I'm very happy, even if it was, you know, a follow for follow thing. Hey, we're just here talking, trying to meet people. Having beers, having beers. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I'm feeling... The fucking bottle of wine I essentially necked begins to slightly hit me, but no. Yeah, I'm feeling the what kind of wine is that a Merlot? Bro, I fucking don't know. <laughs> like my wine knowledge goes as far as red versus white. This is a here I'll show you. This is a German wine. I bought it in Germany. It is a Spätburgunder Rotwein, which means that it is a red wine. That's it. Wow. Vague, ominous. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it has no description of its flavor on there but it pairs well with pasta and cheese <laughs> nice delicious yep yep that is <laughs> literally all i can tell you on this <laughs> <laughs> and you had a bunch of wine bottles here didn't you yeah I, I just brought 
I, I think I had like them. I got twenty five dollars back in, in nice. bottles yesterday. Old box though. Oh, you guys do the the uh, what's yeah? I don't I don't even know if there's an English term for it. Fun. It's called recycling. Yeah, like, oh, you guys get recycling bonuses. Okay. But you get reimbursed for uh, bringing your empties back. Yeah. Okay, so we've had how long have you had that system? Oh man, years. years. Since we started. Okay. Drinking. See, that's funny. That's funny because in Germany it's been like a thing since the early two thousands, and then I went to the states a year in high school, and no one did it. It, it was. You know, I don't know. It wasn't there yet, and that was 2012, I think. Wow. So the U.S. is pretty far behind. See this in terms of environmental cultural exchange is really top-notch here, since we're talking about like recycling of beer bottles and beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're really getting there. What do you think of your uh, neighbors, your country neighbors, in the last like four years? What you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a I'm an avid uh, QAnon supporter, Trumpist, so I've really loved it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't plan to go back to the states soon. Oh, okay. Nah, nah, nah. Um, I just think like um, with the whole Trump thing, like uh, there's been a lot of negative light on the U.S. and for good reason. I mean, you know, talk about leaders. I mean. He's probably one of the biggest jokes you could get leading a country, in my opinion. Yeah, but I agreed. I think it's kind of, uh, to be fair, I think it's drove away. Like there are a lot of good things with the U.S. too. Like oh yeah, for sure, for sure. No, like the me again. The media is pretty biased in how it does its things, and yeah. I'm not really happy with any of it. And politics are not a. It's an ugly game anyway, so it's not like every other politician is nice. They just look like Jesus in comparison. That's all. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Enough about politics. I actually don't want to talk about that. I don't know why I brought it up. I'm really sorry. The whole Trump thing, like that's as high as I'm going <laughs> politic wise. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but to, to redirect this back into music, there was a Billy Talent show that I was at, and uh, they took, I don't know, it seemed like 10 minutes to just, you know, get everybody together. That's what's so good about live concerts. It's just people love each other, at least in rock concerts, because that's the majority of concerts I've been to. And it's an amazing feeling when you can just, you know, hug the guy next to you. You have no idea who they are, but you know everybody's good at will and uh, doesn't give a fuck what you look like or where you're from. I don't understand that. I miss that about live shows, I have to say. I mean, what would really interest me is how do, how's that perception from, you know, on top of the stage as the people playing? You know, because I've been in a bunch of audiences, you know, I, I mean, you, you guys have done live shows, right? You were talking about it before. And yeah. how, how is that like in the audience? It's, it's super connecting. You know, you start a mosh pit and you start running around and engaging with one another. And uh, how does that feel from from being up there? For me personally, like uh, I, I kind of feed off the audience. You know, if you have a good audience that's really into your stuff um you kind of get that energy and it helps your performance on stage and you really like you really become one at that point like if everyone's really digging your stuff like you'll really become one and it's kind of like an experience at that point until you know you play the last note and uh, yeah I, I think it's like I don't know about you guys but like that's what I feel I, I feed off that energy like you know, if you're dancing in the crowd and like 
really into it and you can tell on stage like you know you look out and you can tell that you know people are really into it and like people you know aren't but yeah i just feed off it it, it helps my performance and yeah. it, it makes it a much more special uh, special event i think i think that's yep. really interesting what you're saying because i have almost like the opposite view I don't necessarily feed off the crowd. It's more so I you feel like feed the crowd. I feel like the, the crowd is feeding the crowd too. But <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a recycling thing. Like you feed <laughs> off the crowd, and then it kind of mirrors out back right. to the crowd. And then you get twenty-five dollars, and you buy a bunch of wine bottles. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, twenty-five dollars can get you one bottle of wine here. <laughs> what? Yeah. Canadian dollars, man. Yeah. loonies right isn't isn't loonies i just know it from how i met your mother that's the only term of reference it's a terrible place to to, to get to know that but uh yeah um but like from an audience perspective a show is so much better if the if the band if you you notice if the band is like connecting with you and if they're feeding off you and i think it reflects a lot in crowd interaction at the same time what jeff was saying you know you notice when parts of the crowd aren't feeling it 100 percent. you know as I, as the I've I've been with uh, other bands and like you know I've I've been I've I've experienced the gigs where you go there and the people don't really know what is like they're kind of just there and they don't know like the band or anything and you start playing and you can just tell that it's like they didn't expect it like you know I've had those shows before like maybe not with this band no, but some of the other bands I've been in mm -hmm. and it you feel it like you you feel it 100 percent you know and what adds to that too is i mean i don't know how often you've uh, done your own like headlining tour or where you've been the main event of the evening but when you're a warm-up act uh people don't come to see the warm-up act necessarily right they, they usually come and then it's like that's probably a way different experience in terms of connecting with the crowd than if you're the main uh the reason people are coming to see whatever you've music done, event you've been in both positions um, but I think one thing we've been actively working on as a band is our stage presence and engagement. Um, <laughs> it's always been something, you know, we're all pretty introverted for the most part. Maybe not, you know, it's definitely there, but uh, uh, it's hard to read a crowd sometimes. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's like every, <laughs> every show is different, but uh, I think yeah. if you just put your game face on and like rock out to your to your music, then you can't go wrong. And if people don't like it, then they don't see you next time. You know. I think and if people do like it, they bring their friends next. Yeah. So, Were you gonna add something? I heard yeah, something about. I was gonna say I think the main thing is is really the expression of the music, right? If you're not feeling it, and if you're really not trying to express emotion through your instrument, the crowd's not gonna feel that. There's some sort of vibe that ha happens when you do that. And I kind of realized that when we were in the studio, and every song that we did in the studio, the final take of the songs were usually the takes where we were all really emotionally attached to the songs. Like we were in it because there was times where we were playing and then our producer, Matt, would just be like, do it again because you guys are not in the right headspace because we weren't feeling it. Like we were just kind of 
just floating around, right? Like our heads weren't in the game. And, and in a live context, I think that's the most important thing. You know, it doesn't really matter if you mess up here or there. It's, it's really the emotional attachment to your instrument and, and your expression that the, the crowd kind of feeds off of. I think that's the main thing. Like you don't really need to be super engaging with the audience. I think if they're there to see your music and they're there to listen to your music, they're going to just appreciate you as an artist. Right. Cause I, we actually, with Trevor, we watched this band uh, graveyard. I don't know if you guys heard of this band graveyard, but um, I think they're from Sweden. Uh, yeah. But we saw them. They came to Toronto and I remember I was kind of analyzing them because I always like to watch bands live and see kind of how they interact with the crowd. And these guys really didn't say too much, but they just played and you could tell they were in it. Like they were yep. really, really feeling it. And that was all that I needed to be engaged with the music. Like they yep. didn't have to say anything. They just, they just had to play their, their instruments and, the, and that was it. Dude, I completely agree. Right. Because some of the, some of the acts we've seen, you know, we, we were talking last episode, we were talking about when we saw um, 30 Seconds to Mars in 2019. And honestly, Jared Leto on stage, he was one of the people who talked the most mm -hmm. and one of the acts we felt the least. You know, and then we had, um, um, we had what, Royal Republic, essentially any band at Rock, Rock am Ring um, where they weren't talking a lot. Breaking Benjamin, for example, they weren't saying much. And yet... They were such a no. Just Breaking Benjamin was so the, the the way they connected with the audience was that they basically told the story of how they'd never traveled on like to Europe before to this festival because the singer was always so afraid of flying. Yeah. So they never flew. So they traveled by by cruise ship, but that was the one story yeah, but, they told. Yeah, but it was like such a like I don't know. It it was like this is how much you guys mean to us. So everybody was like really hanging on to every note of music they played after that. Like for my example that I would have mentioned was the Red Hot Chili Peppers because they, I mean, they were amazing to see. And plus I was out of my mind, like messed I up. So I didn't really remember concert. the concert. So uh, I had to watch it again on YouTube, but my memory served me correct in terms of they, they didn't say a word really to the audience for two hours. They were the headliner. And then it's kind of disappointing because it's like, okay, you can play five, six songs, but if you're playing two hours, you know, give us a shout out or something which Billy Talent frequently does. They'll be like, uh, I mean, they'll interact with them whenever they start chanting something or I don't know, that kind of stuff. I have to say, I like when there is more interaction directly. It, it helps me connect a little bit. I don't know how it is from the other perspective. It's probably also hard to build that into your act always. I think, yeah, we appreciate the insight, like hearing it from a concert goer's point of view and not and just our own. I appreciate the insight of hearing it from the band's perspective. I think at one point you have to acknowledge the crowd because they are there yeah. to see you play, right? And like any human in the world, like you kind of want to have your existence acknowledged. So yeah. just Validation. saying hi and you know, just being like, how are you guys and yeah. stuff like that. I think that's like, that's, that's really it, right? You just want to know that you're part of this community. And I think that's the whole great thing about concerts and like what you were saying it's like this community where everybody doesn't really care about who's there or what you look like or who you are it's just you're there together to experience the music and it's it's so global right absolutely 
Man, I, got, I hope you guys come to Europe. Honestly, I'm getting so hyped right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't so wait. Cool. I can't wait. You better come over. It'll be awesome. I think I want to go to Europe before going to the U.S. Honestly, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, I think that's on my list and ahead of the U.S. 100%. We can offer way more culture and uh, better beer for less <laughs> money. Honestly, so, honestly, though. Yeah. We might not even have to get work visas. Yeah, you know, because I have my dual citizenship. So, you actually, yeah, I've got Wait, a passport. Oh, really? Cool. Tell us about that. My, my dad's from Malta. So. Oh, you're Delph Maltese. That's cool. Oh, how cool. That's the best European one you could have as a second one. That'd be pretty cool. Like, it's not standard, like yeah, cool. Maltese. But, uh, yeah. You should come. You should come. Let's set up a tour through Europe. Well, I was, I was just thinking, like, how much can we do during COVID these days, Scott? I mean, before COVID, we might have had a couple of ins, but... It's my next topic. They okay. recently started doing, I forget which band it was, uh, but they did bubble concerts. And they allowed, like, two or three people to stand in a bubble. And then they had a bunch of these pods for everyone. So everybody was still able to go into the concert, but you have these bubbles kind of separating you. So you could still do the whole mosh pit and kind of pushing each other around thing. Um, it'd probably be a way different experience for a band if you were to see all your crowds stuffed in bubbles. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be having uh, any part of that. I'm just, <laughs> all I'm thinking of, all I'm thinking of, like if it's the bubbles that I'm thinking of, somebody bounces towards you and just floors the whole band in their bubble. <laughs> Like, on, there's like a mosh pit. Like, there's gonna be bubbles bouncing everywhere. Right? Hey, it'll turn into a hamster ball. Three bodies That's inside dangerous. of one. Bubble. That's dangerous, right there. Man. Well, a great prank for you would be to fill all the bubbles with helium. It'd be amazing. Eating a banana. And all your audience would float up while you play. It'd be pretty epic. You can play Stairway to Heaven. It'd be an amazing cover. That could be cool. Yeah. That would be um, yeah. Let's. I saw a few months ago people were doing like they almost look like boxing arenas. Yeah, um, yeah. They're like square areas that I don't know and drive driving concerts. Oh yeah, we have those here now too. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be different right out the gate. Getting the uh, vaccination. I don't know what's gonna happen. What's going on with that Dave Chappelle? show in the states how they do like the rapid antigen testing outside before you go in well he has covid now so that probably didn't work <laughs> Who had COVID? Yeah. yeah he got covid a while back huh? as well did elon musk's girlfriend or wife or grimes because yeah they were all there at the same show and then they all got oh you COVID. mean mother to whatever a barcode his name, baby name is yeah <laughs> enter barcode <laughs> Hey, Alpha? yo, you guys, R2-D2? you guys are making fun of the name of an infant. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> That's the point. It can't defend itself. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. His name's supposed to be Kyle. Like Kyle. Yeah, you pronounce it Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. Um, awesome. I see we've hit over the hour mark. Um, yeah, we're far over the hour mark because we had a over. short segment before, right? Yeah, true. Forgot about that. Um, 
I have run out of questions and uh, things I would want to ask you at this first thing, but I would like to extend an invitation to always join us back on this podcast because it's really been a lot of fun to have you all on and to get to know you, uh, to hopefully actually get to see you in person um, and hopefully live. <laughs> that would be Honestly, amazing. Be sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's something we will be doing. We'd love to extend the invite that you guys can come on here anytime again uh, to have an amazing chat. And um, I don't know when your record's out, something like that. Yeah, we can always we can plan on talking again. It'd be a really cool time. Uh, I had a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. It was really cool talking to you guys. I don't know how many of these podcasts you do, but this one hopefully was a little different than usual. This is our third. Third, yeah. Okay. I'm good with oh, that. I'll take it. Top I'll three. take yeah, it. Yeah, bronze yeah, yeah. bronze medal. It. Yeah, bronze medal. Not the wooden spoon. We're good to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, um, I can I can only agree. Um, I, I've said it before. I'm really I'm really happy. Uh, what a follow by follow ended up in in actually getting to meet some cool people. That's so. F- I didn't realize that's how we got this. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just connections. <laughs> Networking. <laughs> Oh, look, look at this. Scott's leaving. What the fuck is he up to? Oh, God. Swung at me. What? What? She fucking, like, winds up and just like... <laughs> Whoa. And she just, like, started screaming at me. And I just, like ducked out and just like hey 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 and then <laughs> walked out and i like walk up to the counter and the woman's like are you okay yeah is, like, is that are you okay, okay? Yeah, are... no she just hit me i got out of the way she just like, dude she was a fucking junkie she was just like swung at me like ridiculously and i was just like hey like... <laughs> yo how you guys you hear me walker like that before we can now scott wow but... I'm sorry, my whole battery died. My laptop crashed. But that's mad, though. Damn, we missed this. Oh, word, you missed such a story, Scott. Yeah, but it's not recorded. It's not recorded? Damn it. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Did we lose the whole podcast? No, no. no I don't just so. the part where I was frozen to you. Oh, that's It had such a fun story about Trevor being assaulted in Tom Hortons. <laughs> Do you guys know what Tim Hortons is? Uh, Yes. I do not. Again, from How I Met Your Mother and that there's one in New York. It's like a coffee shop. Oh, funny. It's like the equivalent to Dunkin' Donuts in America. There's one on every corner. We have Dunkin' Donuts in Holland. I love how Dunkin' Donuts is the American version of a coffee shop. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) So, So where we studied, where I still live, a coffee shop is a place that sells weed. Yeah. yeah, I remember that when I went to Amsterdam uh, in high school. <laughs> I yeah. was with my high school, and then um, every coffee shop would have like a plume of smoke in the shape of the door, like mm-hmm. <laughs> moving into the street. They're like, actually thinking of uh, taking that out of Amsterdam. Of, uh, yeah, I, I read something about the red light district being moved outside of. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's too that's bad. What I read, you know, but. Um, I heard they want to stop allowing tourists to buy weed. Basically, only residents and also. I mean, they Amsterdam. have that in Maastricht. Yeah, yeah, but extended to Amsterdam. Um, I was under the impression that's the way it kind of was already. But it, the closer to the border it is, the more serious they took that law. Um, but it's honestly not really working in any kind of city. 
I didn't even know that was a lot. Yeah. It's it's interesting. In Holland, um, weed is technically not legal, but you get to sell it to a certain quantity. It's more like accepted, right? So um and grow it. Yeah, so because the city where we studied in um used to be the a lot of the tourism used to just be because it's right next to Belgium and Germany. I know it might be kind of hard to imagine, but like three countries bordering right one another, like right there. And uh, like Maastricht used to have like 5,000 people traveling in and out of it just because of weed and buying weed. And so, yeah, they, they sort of stopped that. It's, it's being more enforced here than it is in Amsterdam, but. Because we're right at the border. That's why. Walk into a cannabis dispensary here and show them your ID. Buy weed, buy weed, like no problem. Yep. Smoke it outside, like, you can grow it. Four, grow you, you can have four plants. Uh, okay, that's. I think in Holland it's uh, three plants. Yeah. Per person or something. Is it three plants per person? Yeah, it's some. It's pretty high in terms. But you just can't become a proper drug dealer with those amount of plants. That's you only get to. You get to sell five grams per customer. Essentially, that's the big limit they have here. Yeah, but you can go into ten coffee shops and get five in each and you'll have 50 grams quick math just just saying just math. saying five grams that's like a fucking night for me man <laughs> but you guys do you go in grams when you go into dispensary there or do you uh still do the ounce uh measurements or ounce well, based measurements ounces ounces are both metric and imperial uh but I, I think so. Ounces are not metric. No, all I could tell you is that I have no idea no, like how many grams an ounce is. But like, what, what is it? Because when I was in Prague, we were dealing with those kind of qualities, uh, quantities. Oh, we do kilograms. Yeah, kilograms. That's uh, kilograms. kilograms? Okay, we don't. Grams is misinformation. Grams is metric, kilograms is metric. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... A thousand grams is is one kilogram, so that's like that's that's gonna take yeah, me a while. Smoke, you only smoke kilograms here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, but you don't you don't smoke with tobacco. Oh, I Canada! Yesterday I got this twenty five centimeters of weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott, we were talking about this. They have this like the the condensed weed, right, where the matter is kind of pressed into a into a small oh, that's quantity. The wax. yeah the wax. yeah yeah that that mm-hmm. distillates <laughs> extractions that'll fuck you up so recommendation to our viewers try wax if you're not happy with your weed we can't we can't end the podcast on telling our viewers to smoke weed like fifty percent of the countries that listen to us, it's illegal. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going outside to indulge. In this. Me too, actually. Cool. Me too. I saw I saw Scott smoking out the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! You can see it. Yeah. 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 Gotta be careful. Oh, man. That's just how it, I'm not home right now. That's why. At my home, it's not so. I miss the Netherlands though, because I live back in Germany. I miss the Netherlands. It's so much more. You can just chill in the park and not give a fuck. And the cops will actually come over and ask you if you're smoking weed and if you have a joint in your hand. The way to make them not bring you in and still charge you, even though it's kind of tolerated by the police, 
is to tell them you're not doing it, even though you might be, and you'll be fine. But that's the official agreement in essence. That's how it's implemented. Uh, and I've experienced this myself several times. Pardon me? So you can hold a lit joint, but if you're not actually like smoking. Yep, yep that's where they, they, that's where they drew the line. At least my experiences. That's fine. Toby's looking a little skeptical. I mean, I, I don't, I don't smoke weed a lot, so I wouldn't know. Only when he hangs out with me. For smoking weed, like, there's one time Jack and I were in, we're in a park. A couple times for you and I have been uh, smoking. This is only bongs. a couple, a few years ago. We'll be smoking a bong in a park and then like a cop's there and we'll just book it. <laughs> I can walk down the sidewalk with a bong. If I, was I, had to, I had to lie to a cop one time because I had like, uh, I think it was like eight grams in my trunk and we got booked and then i was just like oh i only have like you know i think it was either two or three and then they got it and they looked oh, at it yeah. briefly, and they looked at it briefly and then they're like, like all right <laughs> they took yeah the whole... they took all of our shit and they all they all uh they all went and got high together yeah that's what <laughs> they do in canada right it's, they confiscate it and then they what a good job choice yeah <laughs> just don't write it down and just use it yourself not bad anyway guys uh you know i think yeah no we've reached the end we've gone way over yeah sorry for keeping i'm you so, so long. hungry i haven't eaten. we did we did not think you guys would uh stay it out for a full hour and now we've almost been talking for an hour and a half we uh, again we appreciate <laughs> so much that you took the time to join us thank you we thank appreciate you. you taking time to have us on thank you it was very really cool. yeah honestly um, it was so much fun maybe to close it what's the title of your new album Trevor, it's all you. Oh, that's a great title. It's called Day Now. Day, comma, now. Day, comma, Day, now. Comma, now. Day, comma, now. Coming out soon. Um, make sure everybody check it out. We will definitely do so the moment it's out. I look forward to hearing from it uh, or hearing it and from you. I guess we start waving now. It's the queen wave. <laughs> it is the queen wave, yes. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, you're Canadian. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good night. Cheers, guys. Thanks again. Ryan Creamer, it was such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Bye, cheers. Oh, he said Kyle Creamer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you. Bye. Right, fantastic. Bye, guys. Uh... There we go. Yeah, thank you so much uh, to the guys for being on. Honestly, awesome how, cool, how cool was that? How chill were they, huh? That's amazing. It was, How much fun was it to talk to them? I think they were also a little getting used to the situation and we had no idea how to deal with it. So it was also amazing. I think it, yeah. Yeah, it worked very well. You no, know but I'm, I'm really happy to see, you know, like from, from a random Instagram coincidence that this sort of stuff can come of it. You know, they were very fun. I'd be Absolutely. super down to see them in Europe, honestly. Oh, me too, man. I hope. It'd be, it'd be cool if we could somehow be involved and in maybe getting them closer to Ramaz, yeah. like Alton Cologne. And on, honestly, with Dan having like a dual citizenship, that might work with his dad being Maltese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, we're planning. We're planning. Dan, the plan. <laughs> awesome. Dan, the man, we got a plan. Awesome. So tonight, my uh, evening looks as further. It'll be a Super Bowl evening. Okay, and I'm going to go to the toilet the and then work because great way to end it awesome toby right. uh i wish you a good sunday and uh hopefully i'll see you next weekend gluten by gluten by gluten free gluten by <laughs>